The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It is called PS752. One year later, a series that Global Edmonton anchor and reporter Brianna Karsten Smith has been working on and uh, focusing, taking a look, uh, look back at the lives of the of the 13 people with ties to Edmonton who were killed when that uh, Ukrainian International Airlines flight was was downed one year ago. Brianna joins me this afternoon. Brianna, welcome to the show. I wish we were talking under. Uh, more happy circumstances, but boy, oh boy, your series shedding a light on on just the amazing talent and um, the 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 people who were lost. Very, very powerful. Tell me what it's been like for you to work on this and and find out more about about the victims. Thanks, Jalen. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been thinking about them every day for the last year because. You know, when this happened and we started to learn about them, there were 55 Canadian citizens, 30 permanent resi- residents of Canada, and as you mentioned, just 13 Edmontonians killed. And we just haven't seen that kind of loss since the Air India bombing uh, in terms of aviation. And, you know, as you mentioned, these are researchers, they're doctors. I was watching a, the vigil online last night. There was a one-year-old baby, this, like, smiling, adorable baby and 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 they were murdered there's no other way to put it they they were murdered so it's been tough to to try to talk to the families because it's it's still so raw for them again and again they said you know i'm stuck on january 8 2020 because there's been no justice and that's the hardest part Brianna, one of the things I wanted to touch, um, you know, touch uh, with you here was about the impact on the University of Alberta. I mean, because so many ties to the U of A. Um, I know that you talked to um, the then president and uh, the president of the U of A, uh, David Turpin. Uh, you know, what what have you found out about how that re- recovery process has gone uh, about about the past year at the U of A and trying to honor those who who passed on but or who were killed rather but and and also try to, to move forward well it's so hard because so many of them were working on research projects and when you're doing that there are grants involved and so when they were killed in January a lot of the this research was just on pause I mean some of them have laptops with them with crucial information on it you know you don't think about those little things or passwords back at the university of alberta that no one knows how to access the this research so it's those little things and and it's important research we know the same ramanafar was working on this incredible project that would basically be like a fitbit for wheelchair users and it would tell them when you're pumping too hard and then they wouldn't overexert themselves and it's that kind of stuff that could really have changed the world so those projects were for the most part put on hold in january but again and again i've heard that their colleagues have decided to restart them and make sure that they would get completed in honor of these people and in many cases those that work is at least progressive to the stage of being a paper now and a lot of these people have been able to be honored posthumously with co-authoring papers which is just remarkable. Brianna, I know that there was uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, raised in some GoFundMes in in the days afterwards. Do we know uh, what has become of that money? What is it being used for? 
So two of them specifically for were for the University of Alberta for scholarships, and uh, more than seven hundred thousand dollars in scholarships has been raised uh, through those, and mostly from the Iranian community, and and just the generosity of Albertans, which we see all the time. Mm-hmm. And so those are going to be funding uh, students either. Uh, graduates or postgraduate uh, students coming this fall into the University of Alberta, either from uh, Iran directly or with an Iranian-Canadian descent. And they'll get to study whatever they want and research and, and really keep these legacies going. And, and um, you know, the U of A has a growing population of uh, Iranian students. 500 is the estimate right now. And I just can't say enough how brilliant they are. And so to see them you know, get scholarships, uh, and I know that they will work hard in honor of these victims. It's just, it's the only good thing to come out of this. And before I let you go, I know that you'd been trying to get a hold of the Minister of Foreign Affairs for the past number of weeks about trying to find out where, um, you know, where the, 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 you know, the status of the investigation is and, and, and trying to find out some answers. What happened on that front? Uh, did you have any luck? I didn't. So I've been emailing for two weeks and asking for an interview with the minister because we want to ask, you know, these families want this to go to the International Court of Justice. Right now, Iran is basically responsible for its own murder investigation. And the Canada Special Advisor, Ralph Goodell, has come out and said, listen, that's not okay. But there hasn't been any action. So... The families want Canada to put, to put pressure on the International Court of Justice to take this up because it's a neutral body. So I wanted to ask the minister about this and, you know, wh- where he stands and what he thinks because he's slowly come around to saying Iran was responsible and we know that. And then he's slowly come around saying it was not human error, as they've claimed. But he hasn't given too much more information or any answers that these families want. So for two weeks, my emails have been ignored. I've been told again and again that we'll get back to you. And we never did. So nothing for 14 days. Wow. All right. So um, the, 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 the feature, is it part two, part three coming up tonight on Global Edmonton? What can we expect in it? So part three is looking at that search for justice. And as I say, the families want charges, they want arrests, and they want to make sure that this never happens again. They want to know why this airspace was even open. We know Air Canada flights were being redirected around. So why weren't Ukrainian Airlines yeah. flights being redirected or even, uh, you know, barred from takeoff? So it's looking at those answers that I think we all as Canadians should be demanding because we deserve them and and these Canadians deserve them. You can watch Brianna's uh, feature tonight on Global News at 6. Of course, if you if you missed it the last couple of days, part one, part two, you can check it out at globalnews.ca. Brianna, thank you for your hard work on this um, and uh, look forward to seeing part three this evening. Thank you so much. Thanks, Julian. All right, Brianna Karsten-Smith at uh, Global Edmonton tonight.